0: It's the Exit 52 podcast instant analysis presented by Jimmy Seafood. And before we get to the Ravens win over the Saints on Monday Night Football, I just have to say that this podcast goes (laughs) and it goes and it goes a little something like this. Hit it. Forward and out for our man, A.C. With that said, <laughs> with that said, the Ravens
1: beat the Saints.
0: The Rangers, I was not going to do I want candy as requested on Twitter, but I did. I would. I was going to throw something there and Carter there at the front. R.I.P. 34 years old. 27-13 Ravens over the Saints on Monday Night Football. Um Fellas, as I was just talking to RDT with off-air, I, I watched this game in fits and starts. I was in College Park for the beginning of the Kevin Willard era win for the Maryland Terrapins. Um, but this seemed to me, and I'll allow you guys to to opine here in a second, a pretty, RDT, you, you called it a boring game, a pretty easy win for the Ravens. It felt like a very old-school, bad-team Ravens defense smothers that team for four quarters, and the offense just sort of, like, does enough. Not does enough but kind of just like moseys his way through and eventually scores around like 20 to 27 points. And they ended up getting to 27. And I think that's not a bad formula for the Ravens going forward. Your guys thoughts.
1: I think they just impose their will against them. I mean, they, they came out and they, they drove down the field on their second drive for seven minutes and scored a touchdown. And then they did it again later in the half, another seven minute drive. Um, they just kind of bullied them. They just were physical. There was, I mean, we got a good dose of Roquan in the early going, kind of filling in a gap there and shutting down a couple runs. And then I mean Tyus Bowser was all around the football all night, and Clive Campbell was all around it. Like the defense was just swarming all night. I think the cornerback play was maybe maybe not as good as we want it to be. It's that's kind of been a work in progress all year, but um when it came to the front seven, I mean, they were just they were so good tonight. And I think I think um, I mean Justin Houston just getting his legs under him and finally getting healthy. And he's really been he's been a beast the last three weeks. He's got six and a half sacks the last three games. He's just been a menace. And so um I think getting Tyus Bowser back in the mix and and adding a Roquan to, to you know join the ranks with Patrick Queen and and all that, like, these guys can get a few more breathers and get out there and be, you know, full gas. And I think we're just seeing Justin Houston come in. I mean, I haven't seen snap numbers, but I'm sure he's getting a couple more breathers. And when he's coming out there, he's just going full steam at these guys and and, and making quarterbacks um, uncomfortable out there. So what they did offensively, uh, like the Ravens, I think they just – they just kind of saw the game for what it was. And I think we saw a lot of that. Um, You know, we, they, they just steamrolled teams in 2019, but 2020, I think they kind of found a little more of an identity. Obviously the offense wasn't as successful, but they kind of figured out, okay, this defense is really good. If we just protect the football, run the football down teams throats, over the course of 60 minutes, we're going to come out on top way more times than not. So Um, this is kind of looking like that team a little bit, um, with some more upside because the defense is just getting stronger and stronger by the week. Um, I just listened to Joe Buck. I mean, second half, he was talking about it in the post game with Scott van Pelt. He's talking about it. Like he's right. This defense is still getting healthy and still getting better. And they're going to add David Ajabo. I have no idea if he's going to be able to add anything, but we're just, the names keep piling up. and, And then we got. We got a all pro safety that's gonna come back in, in December or so. So um it's it's things are looking really good right now going into the bye week. And hell, Kyle Hamilton is starting to play some really good football too. And he had a pick taken away from him on a pretty bad call, I think. So um a defensive performance that I think was was even better than the statistics show. So 13 points, uh 243 yards yeah they're they're giving up 290 yards per game over the last five games that would rank third in the NFL uh, across the course of the season so they've absolutely righted the ship they're starting to play dominant defense and they've just got a good formula here for for the football team they could play a good special teams too it's just a lot of good things are happening here in Baltimore
2: Yeah. I mean, defense was, was awesome this game. And again, like, like, like Taylor and I, we were talking before, but like we said last week, I mean, the offense I thought was, was the saints offense. It's just, it's, it's not pitiful. If they're not feeding Kamara 25 times a game, getting the ball into his hands, it's that they have nothing. Alave is a really good player, but again, Andy Dalton is not what he was when he was with the Bengals. Um, he he just doesn't have that 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 juicer that flair in him anymore. Um, th- yeah, like you said, defense was awesome. Roquan early in the first half, like everyone was talking about it, but him filling that you know the gap and 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 stopping the running back on that th- I think third down play. Um, I mean that was just a man's hit. He just it was the Ray Lewis on Darren Sproles, you know, JV kind of version. Not, obviously not to the same impact, but um, awesome play there. Like you said, Hamilton. Uh, had the pick taken away on the the if call Chuck Clark not a not a great game uh if you want to look at it by you know those standards the that penalty um and then the the kind of boneheaded play where he just didn't push what's his name out of bounds which obviously again had nothing to do with it it was kind of just it was like a Marcus Peters thought he was out and he kind of just they they both just kind of watched him go by um Peters also Peter I don't know Taylor I don't know if you saw it Brian I'm sure you did when when the one receiver on the Saints dropped the wide open touchdown pass, Peters got beat and kind of just said, "Yeah, go I for it." Like he, he made zero attempt, and then obviously they showed on the sideline him and Harbaugh and him and Ajabo or not Ajabo, um Oa and and some of the other guys kind of John and you know we, we know Peters is a fiery guy. He'll he'll talk to a wall about anything, but it's like and and you know I mean the ESPN producer whoever was like get down to this camera right now i mean that was gold it was great stuff you could see that
1: that marcus peters play where the where callaway dropped it was was like when they kick a kick a pass out of the paint into the corner and you just don't even bother going to close it out because you figure if you yep. if you go try yep. to close it out Russell he's gonna out there. shoot in rhythm but if you just give him all the time in the world he'll find a way to fuck it up which hey fucked mm-hmm. it up so yeah yeah
2: um no, but but again, I mean the offense is great. I thought Lamar played decent. Like I don't think he was awesome. By it. he he had a lot. We've seen, I saw more ducks out of his his hands tonight than ever before. I think in a game there were there, was there some wobbly were some ones. weird I don't, ones, I don't some know what really
1: weird ones. I think he's yeah weird. He's passing the ball. If you're grading him as a passer right now, that was a C minus, and I think he's played as a mm-hmm. C minus for three or four weeks now which is – you can look at it a lot of different ways. I mean, it's a little, little bit concerning, but it's also you look back and you're just like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they're so they're effective on the ground and they're, they're finding opportunities to make big plays. I, I love that rollout play that they used for the touchdown. I loved it last week when they um, used it. They got to they, they gotta build something in that, that kind of counters it now. But I also loved mm-hmm. the uh, the keep he had when Duvernay came through. That was a big play too. Um, but yeah, he's not throwing the football well. He had Robinson for the touchdown on the on a skinny post. He had him on the. I mean, I saw people griping at Lamar for missing him on the crosser when um, the the Saints backer came up the the a gap and like every court like. Peyton Manning lays down like the Manning brothers lay down on that play. 95% 95 of quarterbacks don't even try to make a play there. I mean, they're dead to right. So you can get on them for missing Robinson there on that, but no, like nobody else gets in a position to even have a chance to make a throw there. So it's kind of like you can get on them, but. You can, but really, you should look at it like, "Hey, there's a lot of upside here if he can just start to hit some of these passes again." I mean, it's it's you know the whole world's in front of him.
2: I think that play was the one, and I wasn't watching the Manning cast, but I think that was the play where Peyton said something. It was like, "Young quarterbacks don't try and make this throw." because and he was like well, Lamar can and he was just like again like you said like just being able to get into position to make that throw like guys just don't do that they they can't do it um yeah i mean outside of that i mean i you know likely likely had the nice touchdown on that play call it's almost like that's that's one that you almost like a game like this it's like oh we kind of used that play on in this game mm-hmm. or we could have kept that you know somewhere down the road um but like you said i'm sure they'll come up with something to counter it um and then calf, I mean, 93 yards, two touchdowns. He's the juice man. He brought the juice. Um, he, he looks alive in the second half. Like his legs are fresh, you know, they're running him. I mean, he had, tw- he had 24 carries. When was the last time a Ravens running back had that many carries? It's that's gotta be.
1: Oh, a, long, a long,
2: long time. I can't think of. Ray Rice was never getting 20. Uh, maybe
1: Gus Edwards may have practice. in week 17 like, with like RG3 Justin at quarterback. Set? Like, like just set? like a crummy, like just a crappy game, like the 49ers rain game. Maybe Mark Ingram had that many. Maybe, yeah, maybe Gus Edwards when they benched everybody else and put RG3 under center against the Steelers. Like, those are the only mm-hmm. things I can think of in recent memory. Just weird ones like that. Yeah. Who do you think led yeah. the team in receptions tonight?
2: Well, I have many? it up in front of me. I have it up in yeah. front of me. So it's, I it's an it. insane. I'll up in front of me.
1: I've never seen anything like that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people had a reception. There were twelve total receptions.
0: Isaiah well, likely I led the way in receivers. yards
1: with twenty-four. That's, I mean, Devin Duvernay is supposed to be the guy. who's like, oh well, he's our number one now, I guess. He, pretty much a non-factor tonight. I mean, he's a factor in the in the sense that he's somebody you got to keep an eye out for. But um, some of these stats are just so silly too. Like I, there used to be people that <laughs> Frank the Tank was one of them that would look at Pro Football Reference and say. Lamar fumbles all the time. Like, look at this stat. Like, he's got they any fumble that hits the ground is a fumble statistically. Lamar fumbled that one that Morgan Moses swiped out of his hand when he was rolling out. Fumble for Lamar Jackson, not fumble loss, but fumble. Um, That's the one where he rolled out. He rolled out thirty yards to the right, and he threw it, and and yeah, incompletion, Yeah, there. There were also – he was also sacked three times for a total of two yards. Make that make sense. <laughs> there was yeah. a third – it was yeah, third and do ten, and they were like, well, he had the, he the, had the defense he had the just got back two back sacks. He ran the bounds
0: at the line of scrimmage twice in a row. Essentially the same play twice. In a I row. know. They in called the third him third sacks. Court. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think – What's interesting about you bringing up that, so Lamar, you know, completes 12 passes. And I, like I said, I didn't watch every single snap of this game, so I can't totally speak to his entire performance, but like, this is what every Ravens fan seems to want to a certain extent. They ran it 40 times. They played very good defense and they controlled the ball for the most part and other, and they, you know, even when they didn't score on drives and finish drives, they kept the ball for a long time. Like, if this is what you were looking for, this is exactly what Greg Roman got you, gave you tonight. Like, if this is what you're looking for, this is what they did. They did not throw the ball that often. They just ran it and ran it and ran it. As you said, RDT, Kenyon Drake. I thought Kenyon Drake was one of the best players in the field for the Ravens tonight. He was fantastic Um, and, you know, had some big runs. When they went three and out and then kicked and then got the ball back, I, you know, Aikman said something like, you know, this is the drive where they can kind of like kill off the game for the most part. And it, and it was two pretty big Drake runs back-to-back. I think like 18 and then nine back-to-back runs or something like that. Um, he's been great. Like, I, I I essentially wrote him off after week one or two or something. I, like, ranted on here for 20 seconds, but I always sucked. He does not suck. He has been very good, and I can fully admit I was wrong. He's been a game
2: saver the things- for them a couple times. Like, yeah. he's been their only rushing attack outside of Lamar in
0: multiple games. And then you guys gave him his prop. I just have to get on the record as doing the same. I mean, what a few weeks for Justin Houston. I mean, what an absolute game record tonight. He was he was fantastic. And, you know, as you and I talked about off air real quick, R.D.T., this, this New Orleans offense, and we talked about it on the podcast leading up to the, the show. I, I, and this is why I thought it was going to be a blowout. And I think if the Ravens are a little bit more efficient, you know, when they got the ball down there, they probably win by more of the score I said, which is like 38-14 or something like that like this should have been an even bigger blowout. This new Orleans offense is terrible, but I mean, the Ravens just stomped them and were physical with them and and imposed their will as the phrase you use, Brian. I think that's a a very good way to put it in the, in the parts that I watch And and Houston was the the tone setter there. And if he's going to play like that with the, I mean, Aikman and Buck wax poetic about it for about 20 minutes in the fourth quarter because they had nothing else to talk about. If he's going to play like that with Tyus Bowser and Ojabo coming back and Roquan kind of holding down the middle of the field, and then they didn't mention this on there. You mentioned it, Brian. You have Marcus Williams coming back in a, in a month or, or so or whatever it is. Kyle Hamilton coming into his own. It's starting to look like a, a – and. He made one play that I watched. I don't know how good he was for the rest of the game. You know, Travis Jones is starting to kind of like Mm -hmm. meander into the mix a little bit as well in the front seven. I mean, they have a lot of they have a lot of different things they can do defensively. And Mike McDonald has gone from someone that at the beginning of the year kind of didn't have all his chess pieces on the board. Now he's almost got too many to put on the board, um, which is a good problem to have. Because if they if they're going to control the ball like this, like this might be their their formula moving forward, to just kind of take the wind off of teams and these games aren't going to be as dramatic blowouts as you know the the Lamar Jackson MVP glory day years of two or three years ago, but they're going to be maybe more in the in the Ravens ball control suffocating defense, and when you look at it at the greater scope of the AFC, you know you watch that you know. Mahomes has got to throw the ball 74 times to beat the Titans last night in sort of a ball control team versus a high-powered offense, and the Jets just beat the Bills. The Ravens are kind of back in the thick of it for the number 1 seed in the AFC, which, as they were blowing games early in the year, you would have been like, well, I mean, one of the Bills or the Chiefs or something, one of these teams is going to run away with it. Now their schedule just opens up and like, there's just not a lot of teams offensively that you feel like are going to do a ton. If this defense stays healthy, they've, they've, you know, make sure you obviously wish they didn't blow one or two of those games. They'd be in an amazing position, but they're kind of rounding into a fuller identity than maybe they had before. They still are, you know, there's still these moments where like the drive where they had the, They use the two timeouts and Lamar's throwing the ball on the ground. There's still these moments where you're like, what are they doing? Harbaugh looks just like, what the fuck is going on on the sideline? But they've got a lot of pieces now. The receiver thing I still think is a huge issue. I mean, I don't know who they're going to throw the ball to, but maybe they're just not going to throw it. Maybe at this point, maybe the lack of wide receivers is just going to force them to just run and see how far that running game can take
1: them. We'll see. I think that, Isaiah likely more or less morphs into receiver here. I think Andrews comes back and likely, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like he can run all the routes and stuff, but he's an interesting character at least that they could try to try to work in and in more of a wide receiver role than a tight end role. So I don't know. It's this, I've said it a billion times, man. Like this team builds tanks and other teams tries they they try to build Ferraris and sports cars and shit. So like uh, you know, when people think about and they evaluate who the Ravens are and what they don't have, which is seemingly wide receivers, like you know, so what? Like, we don't need horsepower, we just can roll right over people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm look, I'm looking at the I Bengals schedule be- here. Sorry, go, go ahead. No, no, no. As
0: you as you look at it, go, I just one quickly to say: like, Roquan Smith is the perfect person to have put in the middle if they're gonna sort of play and, and just physically dominate teams. I mean, just what a tone setter in the center of the field. I it's think just, he is. I mean,
1: he he's fantastic. He's just. Fun I to think watch. he's a Josh Allen star, uh, stopper. I mean, he can he can beat you with his arm in a lot of ways, but when it comes to that those third and shorts and all those things that the bills can run easily with the power that he brings. Like, I think he's a great answer to that by the
0: way. And I know Josh Allen's had some playoff success. If Lamar throws the pick that Josh Allen threw in the first quarter of the jets game, that's like an international incident. Like, what was that? I, not, I, mean, I just, I watched that and I, I watched just like Twitter kind of move on with its day. If that is Lamar Jackson, it is a, just, a, it is like, oh my God. Oh my God. Nothing for Mr. Allen, who I I like Josh Allen. He's
2: very good. Real quick, um, too, Jonah Schaefer tweeted out this Kenyon Drake quote. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Kenyon Drake on the Ravens pounding New Orleans with their power running game. Quote, the human will can only take so much. <laughs> I mean, that's. That that's Ravens football. Like that's the Ravens running. You know that's twenty yep. nineteen Ravens. Yeah, that's like, iron, and when Kenyon Drake shit. is saying it, it's like yeah, okay, that's a yeah, weird. That's shit, a shit, weird part.
0: Now. You know, Drake, yeah, who, who isn't necessarily like a physical if back. When I mean, he was a...
2: saying it, you're like yes, yes, you're right, Patrick. But yeah, <laughs> Kenyon Drake is like. Let me tell uh, you what. Okay. When
0: Ken Kenyon Drake kind of hits the first hole. Like gets like he's kind of fun to watch in space and like picks his way through. He he. Good for Kenyon Drake. Good for Kenyon Drake. I'm just making up for the fact that I trashed him. I'm just overpraising him now. But um, Ravens now go on the bye. Um, then they have a Panthers team that I, this week just was, uh, looked absolutely awful. Then they have the Jags, who also continue to look pretty bad. Um, then they have the Broncos. I, I cannot wait for Russell Wilson I cannot wait for that entire charade to come into yeah. to Baltimore. That will be very fun. At Steelers, at Browns, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals. I mean, the, I, it is the easiest schedule statistically in the league, and you read it down, and boy, does it line up like that. It is such a bad schedule. feels like 13-4. I mean,
1: what's your loss at Bengals to end the year? At Bengals, like depending – we may throw that game away. We might have something to play for. I don't know, but I'm looking. The Bengals have the same bye week. They come out and they go to Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football, which ugh, nobody really wants to watch the Steelers in primetime. But the Bengals should go ahead and win that game. But then they go to Tennessee. They go to Tennessee and they're going to you know face a formidable you know type of team that could bully them. And they've got the Chiefs after that. They've got the Browns, um, who should have Deshaun Watson at that point. You know, we'll have to do the same. Um, Buccaneers in Tampa, Patriots in New England, Bills, and then they finish with us. I mean, they – Tough schedule. I'll stop short of calling it a gauntlet, but they've got very few breathers, if any, really. They play that Steelers game, and then they don't really get a chance to catch their breath um the rest of the way so um
2: the, the one loss for the ravens is going to be whoever they play after the patriots the, or the the pan the panthers is that the jaguars you said
1: jaguars have our number mm-hmm. the jaguars absolutely have oh, part, our number
2: it's so weird take, they have they have the stat that um i think every team that has played the panthers they, they lose the next week it's 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 been up to oh. this week it's 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 worked so Jags, uh, Jags go. Chiefs by week. Ravens leading into that one. Chiefs by week. Uh, well, they stink anyway. So,
1: so, I mean, what the Bengals are five, five and four here. I mean, they're they're gonna finish eleven and six at best. Like that's probably the upside for them. We're getting ahead of ourselves, I suppose, but the outlook yeah, is I know, very bright. I mean, I
0: th- the outlook is very good for the di- the, di- the division, and then you start to sort of talk about the number one seed discussion, and the issue for them is going to be that they've lost the two of the teams that are in contention for- in the Dolphins and the Bills, and then you have the Chiefs and Titans. Top one for your team, Eric. That, it's, that's a game Vikings we try next to week, out a way to I
1: mean – that's a game.
0: That's a very good game. It's a very good game. People forget the Bills haven't won a division game yet. Vikings is, are the most untalked about 7-1 team in the history of the league. I, I, if you had asked me what their record was, I might have said like 5-4, and four, or excuse me, like 4-3. and They're going to kill the killed
1: Eagles. The it's just the round. Eagles they've lost, to. So, mm-hmm. all right, but week 17, Bills at Bengals, Monday Night Football. That, that might be a, a mind pretzel type of game for us if the standings fall certain ways. Where it's like, mm. oh, we could clinch the division, but you know we're gonna
2: lose our CDF seed- yeah, first yeah, second like it could something be something a like real yeah.
1: weird situation in a few months. You're gonna have a lot of
2: people pulling for ties.
1: We got a Bills at Patriots on Thursday night football that's uh on the Bills slate well, as also- well.
2: A lot of it comes down to this this Josh Allen elbow injury now.
1: That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, jumping over to the Chiefs. They've got they got to go. Oh, this
0: is a full schedule. This is a full. This like, is a full schedule, schedule run down here. here.
1: We got yeah. The Chiefs going to the Chargers. They've got a Rams sleeping giant that could beat them. Uh Chiefs at Cincinnati. So one of those two teams has to lose that. Um Seahawks at Chiefs on Christmas Eve. That's like some that like, could, be, that be, a could game. be a game. That's like kind of Seahawks fun. Are...
0: Geno Smith. Okay. The Seahawks Bron- are fun. Pete Broncos is not gonna win coach of the year. He's not gonna win coach of the year. He probably because it's gonna be Syriani, but he's got a very there's a lot of good candidates for coach of the year, but both the New York coaches, him, mm-hmm. um Sirianni. Just Saturday could turn
1: Mary. this thing around.
0: Yeah. By the way, I love that the Bills' backup is Case Keenum. That's awesome. That's such a perfect backup. Uh, just roll out Case. Stefan Diggs is screaming at him when he grounds the ball three yards in front of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are two make magic. You are you calling Diggs a bad teammate? They do make magic. They have the Minnesota miracle. But no, I call it, Stephon Diggs just holds his uh, fellow players to a high standard, just like Lamar Jackson. Just like Ronnie Stanley, Stanley you know. Man. Sometimes the balls, one of my favorite parts of the Ravens Bills game. I might have said this on the Instant, so I can't remember, was watching Diggs just stomp around the sidelines and do his entire receiver bit. It was awesome. It was <laughs> one of the most fun parts of being there in person. He was just like over by himself, then he would like march back towards the offense. He's great. He's just great. Um, any other well, final Maryland, thoughts on you know this that, one? I right? uh, had no idea. Uh so did Chico Conquo. That's got to be
2: faster. Break, break. I mean, he's a t-
0: he's a tight end. He's not Vernon Davis. He ran like he ran real. He I ran know, like four or five know. at the combine. I know. Well, a- you wanted more than him throwing tacklers off him for the first. No, I wanted yards more a, out of. I wanted
2: more out of out of fucking Malik Willis, but we're we're not here to talk uh, about that. I turned the game off before it even ended. So, oh, I you stink. A lot, so. You're
0: a bad fan.
2: No, I was. I was done. I was I, I read that book. I knew how that ended. When I was say that as it. well, but I that game was the cheese, overtime. Four fucking four fucking uh, two point conversion attempts. Hmm. Travis Kelsey Kelsey took off another guy's helmet, but that's that's
0: fair. Fair game. Fair play. At least they'll be much more
1: dynamic when Ryan Tannehill comes back. Uh, I think they will be random note. I have no idea what intentional grounding is anymore. I forget who it was. It was just, I think it was Tyus Bowser. It was Bowser dead sprint right at Andy Dalton, just like the Lamar play we talked about. And Dalton just, just threw it just nowhere near anybody. Just like the, like the very definition or the very spirit of intentional grounding. And, like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman didn't even like mention that it might be intentional grounding. It was baffling. It's like, they're just like, uh, we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to move on. Yeah. It's weird. It was later in the game. I'm not getting worked up about it, but it was early in the game. And I didn't know what kind of game we were getting into yet. So.
0: Yeah. The uh, same thing of happened late in the game, not to get worked up. I really don't know what Chuck Clark's doing. <laughs> like You have to, you have to push him out of bounds. It Why did like, you stop? it, it looks like he- playing.
2: It looks like he like heard a whistle because he kind of stops and like looks over, but nobody else did. It was just him. That was bizarre. Yeah, that was that was very strange.
0: But any final thoughts, Showman? as we get towards midnight here? Let's go win a Monday fucking night. Super
1: Bowl, man. Bye week. Right. Oh, let's go win a fucking Super Bowl. How about that?
0: Nice time for the bye week vibes. Couldn't be higher. Vibes are tremendous.
1: You get to ride on this for almost two weeks home game against the Panthers.
0: My last thing would be on this. And this is not a Ravens related note. It's a TV related note. It's oh. so much better to have Buck and Aikman on Monday night. Oh my Lord. It's okay. so much better. Yeah. It's just, I, I had a TV
1: related note too. It's such a, have a it's I such have bigger,
0: a bigger, such a bigger game feel. He just has that voice. Buck has the big yeah, game yeah. voice. And so Aikman's good, man. Aikman's like just good. He's so the good. The World
1: Series really suffered without him, I think. I thought Joe mm. Davis was fine. I He's he fine. Good. Yeah, I have nothing against yeah, him, but, but like it doesn't feel like the fall classic unless mm. you got Joe Buck and then the. Back at the
0: wall. <laughs> the, wall. Like,
1: hearing, the. Back at the wall for, for, for the
0: Alvarez. Now. Yeah. Which, which Joe Davis, by the way, and you, RET, you watch, probably watched the clip 600 times. Yeah, I think he was about to say, this game is tied and then he, and realized, then he realized it wasn't going to be tied anyway he went this game is turned on its head like why yeah. is would that have ever been the call or turned upside down or something yeah, why would that, that have ever yeah. been the call i think he was gonna say this one is tied mm-hmm. and he changed midstream good save on his part if that's the case if not very average call of that moment but um I, actually, I like Joe Davis. I think Joe Davis is good, but it's just going to get used to. Mm. I thought Smoltz was a little up and down at times, but Smolsy, I still like him, too. A, game six, he's little. like, and
2: you know, you you're, you really got to, if you're the
0: Phillies, you really got to try and win this game. This, this is fun. Yeah. This is the problem because, like, so these guys come on TV for the first time, like Romo, and Smoltz was, like, so good initially with Buck. And then like they're doing TV a lot. So eventually, just because you do it so much, you're gonna get caught up in thinking you're saying things that are like a little bit more and you end up saying super simple things. That just happens to all of these guys. It's so hard to like keep the freshness of who you are. Cause I think I think the big like since they moved to that Buck Smoltz pairing, everyone was like, oh, This is great. I mean, this is like the best pairing they've had in years. When they got rid of... I mean, what were they doing? Like Harold Reynolds and Verducci or something ridiculous for a little bit there? <laughs> Someone like that. Um, yeah. And now now he gets the backlash, so... But everyone else is come... I mean, Buck... Everyone hated Buck for a long time. Buck's, Buck's great. Back at the wall. Let's go! <laughs> he's good. He's good.
1: My TV note. Uh, Normalize two TV setups. Because... Cap's spoilers oh, yeah. was phenomenal tonight on TV2 during this football game. Just putting that out there.
0: It's every guy's dream. Two TVs is huge. I went to TV Saturday had MLS Cup on uh TV1. MLS Cup, what a game. I know you guys don't care at all but oh, probably the best sporting event of the weekend besides LSU Alabama, which was also amazing. LSU, Alabama. Amazing.
1: That was an awesome football game.
0: Uh, yo, two TV setups is huge. However you want to do it, I have two TVs. It's, 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 Banks currently was – you were frozen there for a second. And, and amazing <laughs> – Mid-yawn. It was amazing, an amazing look. Ravens twenty seven are the normal weekly pod because of my hectic work schedule. So we have a free night on election night. <laughs> you get sports, our, we're uh, just you get breaking our, down the elections. We're breaking down we're just, everything. We're going, we're going full midterm. So if you know special guest mid- Dan Cox. Yeah, we're gonna have Dan Cox and Wendell moron. <laughs> no matter what the result is, we're gonna have them both come on. Uh we'll have Larry Hogan on his way out. We're gonna have everybody. Brandon Scott. Um full analysis uh no we will we will record maybe we'll talk a little midterms who knows we'll get we we get political if you want no RDT's like probably not (laughs) i will have it on i will have like cnn sitting in oh are we gonna have that fucking
2: dork khakis um banks knows who i'm talking
0: about john king
1: starts with a k it's not king or Kornacki oh, John Cor- Kornacki, oh Steve Kornacki,
0: that's MSNBC. Yeah. He's there, yeah. John King is the magic wall guy, he's zooming in right. on every they county. Steve Kornacki
1: America. came in All wet, center. real quick.
0: I need no. He, I mean, he was on when he on March been, Madness. Oh, he's not on. He's not on these SNF broadcasts anymore, though. Is he? No,
1: they reeled it back. I wonder if they'll
0: break. I wonder Later if they will the bring season. him back for the playoff scenarios. I that's, mean, that's what they, what they did they at,
2: yeah. Because yeah. he's like, if Tennessee yeah. wins, they have a ninety-eight percent chance. And if they yeah. lose, they, they had they him on. The um, 70.
0: they had him on the Kentucky Derby coverage. They had him on the and the Preakness coverage. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, we didn't. What about I mean, the Olympics? We didn't watch the Preakness, but watch. <laughs> he was on there. He was on the Olympics. What a loser! He was on the Summer Olympics for sure. Like I haven't he was seen that like, dude
1: in a while. Well,
0: I well, mean, they're making him out to
1: be the next Cantori, and that's just just wrong.
0: If you want to throw on MSNBC tomorrow, you're gonna to see a ton of them. You're gonna see a ton of them. Uh no, we will have uh we'll do our you know preview of oh it so we don't have much to preview. we we have no preview, we have Ravens bye week. So we'll just we're just gonna we're just gonna talk. We're just gonna talk. We'll see what we talk about. We're just gonna riff. guys will all guys will all find that tomorrow. Sometimes that's our best work and we're just riffing. We'll have a draft. Um and we will uh we'll roll into the Ravens bye week. So no instant analysis coming up this week. Um Maryland basketball Basketball's back. So shout out to them. Maybe we'll talk about Merrill basketball. Although you guys maybe, we'll, maybe game.
2: we'll talk about the mysterious powerball drawing not happening tonight due to technical difficulties. Interesting. Wink, wink Interesting. nudge nudge. Interesting. Wow. What what does Kyrie wow. think about this one? This conspiracy.
0: Oh, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> and on that, and on that, we, we may talk. We I will give a proper obituary though to Aaron Carter tomorrow. Um, yeah, you better, Fox you, all of our social you media yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I beat Shaq. No, I mean, I, I didn't draft his uh, Brian drafted his song. I didn't. Oh, I thought that was you. No, no. that was me.
3: Oh.
2: That yeah. was again, sure, like yeah. I said, we there's a 99% chance we were the last podcast to ever talk about Aaron Carter when he was alive. I it would know. be an honor. It,
0: it had, we have to be, it would be an honor. Victoria Justice, who's an actress who was on like Zoe 101, put up an Instagram story that was like, R.I.P. to my first crush, Aaron Carter. Weird. (laughs) A
2: lot of that going around. Lizzie McGuire said the same thing, like teenage me loving. Oh,
0: Hillary Hillary Duff said that? Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, they were
0: on the show together. Maybe that's a nice tribute then. And with that. (laughs) the x52 instant analysis comes to an end ravens 27 saints 13 ravens six and three three in a row in the wind column going to the bye week we will see you next time on the x52 podcast presented by jimmy steafood